Yeah, there's no music this week. No music at all. And um, I'm doing this show from the Cribbo solo. Reason being because uh, somebody took my comments as being a threat. I don't like his chair. I flat out told him that. And this nigga told me that I need to quarantine. I was like, for what? I'm not sick. The fuck? And there was no comment at all. But the show still has to go on. Um, I'm kind of glad that I'm doing this show, my portion of the show, by myself this week. Yeah, this is Dotman211, and this is episode 104 of Hayes Hops. But not so Hayes. And Turnbuckles. Yeah, man. Um, this is Dotman211 going dolo for a minute, and, uh, yeah, until we get that thing worked out right there, uh, I just like to make a few more comments about the whole situation. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to smell any smoke, and I don't have to smell like smoke neither. And I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that because I get tired of coming home. Mrs. Dotman211 is always saying, ah, you're reeking of reefer. And I tell her that I haven't smoked because I can't smoke. Yeah, I feel like I smoked a whole bunch of reefer, but I ain't smoked nothing. I ain't smoked none at all. Nothing. And I hate it. I hate it. And I'm glad I don't have to see somebody parading around all these type of buds and shit this week. I can sit here in my room, in my other room, and drink in peace. And not have to smell any of the smokes. Not have to see any of the edibles eaten. I can just do my thing by myself. And I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. And I'm not going to hold you guys what I'm sipping on today. Oh, what is this? This is a Perlenbacher Premium Pilsner Beer. Uh, 4.9, so ain't going to kick my ass that much. But it is a pint. Yes, it is a pint. Kind of like with the Low Down Dirty drinks. And uh, it's brewed in accordance to the German beer purity law. <laughs> but it's imported. Uh, Riverside Imports, Brooklyn, New York. It's a product of Germany, though. So... Without further ado, I'm going to pop this thing open. Oh, man. Yeah. This feels good. This feels good to be at home. I got on some house shoes today. No Jordans today. Just house shoes. And I'm chilling out. Mm, let's see how this goes. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it tastes like a Heineken. And it's it's delicious. It's very pleasant. Very pleasant. And uh, this week, man, this week was kind of shitty. Uh, it started off uh, summertime last week. Then it went to spring. Then it went back to winter. Winter is really here, folks. Winter is really here. And I hate it. I hate that shit, too. Uh, I had to drive in that bullshit the other night. I absolutely did. And um, made it back safe. So that's why I'm here today. And um, I'm watching... Royal Rumble, I believe this is Royal Rumble 96, 1996. It came from the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. This is when Stone Cold Steve Austin ran a marathon. Uh, Bret Hart thought he won, but nuh-uh, nuh-uh. Stone Cold won. Uh, it ain't illegal if you it, until you get caught. They say Stone Cold was eliminated, but no, he wasn't because referees didn't see it. Uh, of course, this led on to uh brett the hitman heart turning heel it was a great heel run as a matter of fact i enjoyed that version of bret hart 
and the Hart Foundation and what he and Stone Cold and others did around that time of the year. All right. Well, I guess I'll get to it. I don't want to get to it, but I am. Uh, well, it must be a bad batch of sangria. Must be Monday. And Brock Lesnar won the WWE Championship at Groundhog Day. Uh, speaking of Groundhog Day, how about this episode, huh? This pack with matches we've seen over and over. And the lights shut out. The lights shut out. And who could it be? Not the special counsel, but the advocate of the new reigning, defending, undisputed WWE champion. Brock Lesnar, who makes his way to the ring with all smiles. Lesnar throws some steel steps in the ring and uses it as a podium. And he shouts out the chief. And who's sitting at home probably tuned in looking at the new chant. He says, get well soon. And that's professional. That's real professional of him. And he wants South Kakalaka, though, to acknowledge him. And he thanks his advocate, Paul Heyman, for his free agency. Brock will defend the title at the Royal Rumble against the winner of the original Fatal 4-Way match. Uh, <clears throat> Bobby Lashley. <coughs> Ooh, damn, I might be coming down with something. Uh, Heyman says, uh, shut the fuck up about the Chiefs uh, special counsel. One week away, and that nigga got COVID. Hmm, how about that? You can, get, you can get over the Rona, but karma can really be a bitch. And he says, Drip God and KO should be mentioned in a pack and should be traded to SmackDown. And the Chief, uh, the Chief needs help. He won't talk about MVP, but he will talk about Bobby Lashley, who almost defeated Brock in the five-way. And Lashley was sneaking Brock, though. Yeah, he was sneaking him. He's getting them shots. And if Lashley wins and goes to the Rumble... Shit would be different face-to-face. -face. Yeah, it would be different. And the odds-on favorite is Big E and Heyman. Uh, uh, the odds-on favorite is Big E. And Heyman gives Big E his flowers. And uh, being a former great champion, and it, will, and it will be an honor to see Lesnar and Big E at the Rumble. Big E uh, will lose, but it will be an honor to watch him fall to Brock Lesnar. Um, I personally feel like this... The whole thing could have been built. It could have been built until WrestleMania because honestly, I don't know what program that neither champion has going into WrestleMania. But I know if Brock Lesnar is the champion, maybe we could have held on to that title until WrestleMania instead of rushing whatever they have going on at the Royal Rumble. More on that in a few minutes. All right, uh, Randog Orton, Randog. Okay, RK Bros versus Alpha Academy. <sighs> Man, man, man. Gable says RK Bros tag team title reign will come to an end. And I believe that shit when I see it. And they even got the jump on the RK Bros before the match. Riddle went for the RKO, but it got countered into the world's strongest slam from Otis, who gets the win for the Alpha Academy. I don't necessarily care. They always show a good showing for Chad Gable and Otis. It seems like they're building them up to something, but it's start, stop, start, stop. They'll get wins, and then they'll turn around and lose, and we're back to square one. It's not really a good way of uh, building any any tag team in the tag team division or any superstars individually. Uh, I, for one, I just say this thing is a mess. It's a lot of your fans that I think that they've been watching WWE for so long that they feel like that Vince can do no wrong. And as you can see... From a pro, from a pro wrestling fan's point of view, uh, preferably mine, it's a lot of chaos going on, and 
I think some people are in denial on everything that's happening behind the scenes. They think everything's fine and hunky-dory because they're making all this kind of money. But I say bullshit. I absolutely say bullshit. Mm. Oh, that beer is cold. That beer is cold. Oh, I don't smell any reefer. I don't smell none of that. Plus, I don't have to worry about Nacho Man Stone Habits accusing me of sleeping with Elizabeth this week. And it's wonderful. It is absolutely wonderful. I'm not going to rate that last match, by the way. Uh, Sarah was with almighty Bobby Lashley, an MVP who is trying to hype up Lashley, who says Brock fears him. Question. Question. Oh, I don't have anybody to give the answer. Uh, <laughs> Do you give a $40 fuck about Dana Brooke and Reggie versus Tamina and Akira Tozawa in a mixed tag team match? Fuck no. Dana couldn't even get the spot right for Reggie to flip over Dana's leg into the ring. I didn't know that the 24-7 championship could be devalued until it was put on her. 24-7 championship was a joke to begin with, but Dana Brooke just makes it look less valuable. Get it back on R-Truth. Uh, he needs his baby back so we can give a fuck again. Tozawa gave Tamina a big boot to the face, though, and that was funny, I guess. After she slaps Tozawa, the flipping senton gave Reggie and Dana Brooke the win, uh, who didn't even get tagged in a match. Don't care about that shit neither, uh, but I guess it's in the results, so I gotta mention something about it. Monday night tag, uh, Monday night trash women's champion, the bitch, because I've heard that they're trying to move away from the whole man uh, persona. So this is the bitch. <coughs> Ooh, shit. Ooh, Lord. Becky Lynch makes her way to the ring. She says, "2022, New Year, New You." At the top of all the women's locker room lists is becoming the women's champ. But that's bullshit. Becky will keep on winning. She realized in a year she became a work of art. Becky makes the fans feel like a Vincent Van Gogh art piece uh, would. And she shits on South Carolina and her goals. And a women's locker room ain't winning shit. Look at Liv Morgan. Look at her. She broke her promise. And that brings out Liv Morgan. And I don't give a shit about this feud anymore. I thought this shit was done at Groundhog Day. And this is indeed Groundhog Day because ain't this uh, the same shit Liv has been saying for a couple of months? I hate when they do uh, her entrance. Uh, well, I hate her new entrance music. Uh, I thought the old entrance, entrance music was okay, but they, they put they put on some house shit. <laughs> and there we go with that. Uh, here we go, though. Bianca Belair makes her way out. She says the same shit that Becky's been saying uh, since... The end of last summer, and this is the same shit, but without Sasha Banks, insert Liv. No story at all. The Waffle housing shit can't save this segment at all, neither. Becky, Becky left Bianca Land with the man slam, and a triple threat is coming because we don't create shit else. It's either triple threat threats, fatal four ways, no storylines at all that will get you invested. If you're cool with this WWE elitist, and I'm not biased. Uh, if I see some shit on AEW I don't like, I, I make make my comments about that. But it's a lot of stuff in WWE is wrong. And like I said, it's a lot of people in denial. Uh, KO and Drip God want to stick to the plan of trying to make it to the WWE Championship. They got to trust each other. They got to. Hmm, see how long that shit lasts. Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley versus Queen Zelina and Carmella for the Women's Tag Team Championships. I'm not repeating myself. Didn't necessarily care about this rivalry to begin with. The Women's Tag Team Championships are definitely a waste. Uh, I realized that when they wouldn't uh, 
take them down to NXT and spread the love that way. And they're just a waste. There's not a lot of women tag teams on the main roster to begin with to even make me give a hoot about them. And I don't. I put my phone down because this match means nothing to me. And Zelina gets the win with the most deadliest, undefeated, undisputed move in all the WWE history. The surprise roll-up. Yeah, and Zelina did it all by herself in the ring. It shows what they think about Nikki and Rhea. When is this when is this breakup happening? Because right now Rhea is very stale. No value at all. And this has been ongoing since she lost to Charlotte, WrestleMania 36. <clears throat> oh God. Nikki ASH uh on the other hand, she's also the same way. I remember batshit crazy Nikki. Nikki Cross, that is, and that was great, Nikki. And I, I don't care about this superhero shit. It looked like it had a promise at first, but man, that shit fell downhill very fast. And there is no rating for this one either. Uh, well, I guess I'll give it a rating. I ain't rating no bad beers in a long time. How about uh, a high gravity old English 800? That shit is awful. It will do your stomach no justice at all. It will have you in the corner asking for change. It makes you feel cheap. It makes you feel real cheap. Priest tells Sarah he won't go Festus if Dolph the Loser stays in this place. The fuck ever. Fuck ever. And Piper Niven is still wanting a title shot. This, this shit pisses me off. Asking you shall receive because wins and losses don't matter at all. Same shit for each feud and title. Triple threat coming next week. Bianca Belair versus Liv Morgan versus Piper Niven. Uh, why do they even have uh, 40 writers or however many if we're going to get the same type of formula of a show each week? I don't understand it. Piper, uh, well, I already read that shit. God damn it. Uh, let's see. I'm reading off my laptop today, as a matter of fact. Dolph the Loser versus Damian Priest for the United States Championship. I'm just here to see Priest retain as usual. Uh, Priest can't be counted out or DQ. He'll lose the title if so. Didn't Dolph do the same shit a while ago when he was beefing with Drew McIntyre? You remember uh, the Extreme Rules? Uh, Dolph could do the Extreme Rules match, but uh, I think it was Drew McIntyre who had to wrestle a regular match. But anyway, Big Loser Bob even interferes behind a ref's back. Famous here on Priest from Dolph 4-2. Priest went Festus for a minute, but he ain't all the way there. Priest throws the steel chair he brought in the ring into Big Loser Bob. Knocking him off the apron. That zigzag can't put Priest away, but the reckoning put Dolph the Loser away. Priest retains in this one, as we knew. Uh, something predictable, a predictable beer is a Miller High Life, and my prediction, you will piss as soon as you drink a couple. And the good thing about Damian Priest and his title run, I say that out of the few in the recent couple of years of NXT, We've seen Matt Riddle and we've seen Damian Priest be safe when it comes to getting called up to the main roster. Uh, we thought Keith Lee would be one of those, but they changed him and he's out. Karrion Cross is no longer there, uh, as well as uh, uh, as well as others. You know, they they've all been shit canned, but Damian Priest and uh, Matt Riddle seem to be safe. And unlike Shinsuke Nakamura or anybody with an Intercontinental uh, with the Intercontinental Championship, the United States Championship has been defended every week. It's it's against the same people, but at least that title is shown in 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 a match each week. So uh, I guess that's adding a bit of prestige to it. Wish they could do the same for these mid card titles. Uh, 
they focus on the, the world championships when you have a mid card where you can have all these stories if you tried. But you're not trying, Vince. Bruce the Thoat Goat. Um, Austin Theory is trying to please Vince McMahon. And guess what? A rematch against Finn Balor. Again, this shit is running dry too. Vince says if you can't beat him one way, find another. He's about surprises. Vince enters Theory into, into the 2022 Royal Rumble. How about that? How about that? The Mazanins make their way to the ring. They're outraged about the outcome at Groundhog Day. He had Edge beat. He reminded the fans of his accomplishments, but he still has to prove himself to Edge, who is only a one-time Grand Slam champion. He was going to beat Edge, but his wife Beth Phoenix showed up, and Edge cheated. Edge deserved to lose because of the tar bath. Yeah, it's very childish uh, that they can't do the bloodbath thing anymore. Nickelodeon Slime, let's do that. Uh, that that would at least be a bit more entertaining than just this tar bath. Uh, he claims Edge hid behind his wife. What kind of man is that? <laughs> that's a bit hypocritical because, uh, critical because we know that's all Miz does. And Maurice, Maurice says if Beth Phoenix was there tonight, she'd punch uh, her in the face, right in the face. And Beth Phoenix shows face with a Waka from Final Fantasy X hairdo. Yeah, reminded me of Waka. Like, she's taking all your favorites from Final Fantasy, and she's taking these hairdos to her hairdresser, and there you go. I guess uh, next week she'll go as uh, Noctis. As her husband, Edge does as well. Beth calls Maurice bluff, and Edge just wanted Miz to take the L. He calls Miz a hypocrite, and they don't want, uh, they don't have shit to say. It was all about Beth, it was all Beth's idea to show up. Get to it. Get to it. We know what's coming. Just like a thought at the Royal Rumble, the Mazanins versus the Copelands. Though it's bad, this is a storyline, though. This is a little bit of a storyline. Beth bucked it for Maurice, and she fell just like the Miz did the Edge, uh, did with Edge, bucked it, uh, bucked it him. Now, even though 420 is in his feelings about that fucking chair, fuck your chair, 420. That's what I say. Uh, I agree with him. Let this be it. Let this be all and let's move on from this. We don't need a third Miz versus Edge match. I wouldn't care for it afterwards. Let's move on. Let's let's start to build whatever Edge is going to do at WrestleMania. We know he has limited television appearances, so we can get him and, uh, and AJ Styles, ASAP AJ, that is. Uh, we can get them into a program, and we can milk that shit out till WrestleMania 38. Will they do it? Probably not because they can't they can't book or they can't stretch any story out further than a month. All right, uh as I take another sip from this Perlenbacher. Mm. Oh, it's good and cold. Oh, this paint ain't going nowhere neither. I still got still got a lot of beard and a lot of time. Uh, Big E told Kevin Patrick that being a champ was everything and he ain't ashamed of losing to Brock. He was ready. He's ready for chapter two and he's serious Big E tonight. And we always say we love serious Big E. Uh, in the news, uh, some uh, they had said before that Big E was supposed to retain, but news came out that the drip god Seth Rollins was the one that was supposed to take that belt until the chief uh, came down with COVID or you know he had to quarantine until he was tested negative. So yeah, Big E was going to lose that championship on Groundhog Day either way. All right. ASAP AJ versus Osmosis. Cat and mouse until that big boot from Osmosis. 
ASAP throws everything at him and goes for the phenomenal elbow, but gets swatted out the sky. Osmosis placed ASAP on the turnbuckle and whispered, I know you called me a nigga a few times. <laughs> ASAP is dropped on the knee of Osmosis. Double arm choke bomb gets Osmosis to win. ASAP definitely did the job because Osmosis needs this a hell of a lot more than ASAP. This doesn't hurt ASAP none. This is kind of reminiscent of The Undertaker versus The Great Khali. He he was he, he was a company man. He's seen that if he could help out the great Kali, who definitely struggled when it came to wrestling, yeah, he was gonna put him over and see if he could get over the hump. Well, we know he didn't. And same thing for uh, Osmosis. Uh, Osmosis, in my opinion, has potential, but that has yet to be showed. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. Just uh, just because he's a big guy doesn't necessarily mean he can do much in the ring. It's it, it seems to me nowadays it's all about the visual. And um, it's more than that. You're going to have to know how to wrestle. We see how good several other big guys are uh, that's the same size of Osmosis. I always say Shanky. Shanky moves well in the ring. And if he had, if Osmosis had what Shanky had, I believe in him a little bit more. But he doesn't. Damn right he doesn't. Now he, he does Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where the hell am I? Where the hell am I? This, this ain't this, this ain't sticks. 613 headquarters the hell is this all these shoes in here and stuff well anyway yeah i lost to him i lost to him uh well i ain't gotta deal with that oh boy i'm gonna slide it out one time one time ain't nobody gonna know he's still gonna love me anyway it's asap aj i guess i'm put it up to uh, i guess you got man oh yeah what what all right back to the show all right, uh, yeah, there was no rating for that last one. Kevin Owens versus the Drip God. Aw, Seth versus Bobby Lashley versus Big E in a fatal four-way. I was just here for the winner. Uh, if you take out Brock Lesnar, it's the same match from Groundhog Day. Alexa Bliss is coming back. And Veer didn't come this week, but Elias is still dead. <laughs> uh, anyway, the fight went out to the outside and even in the lobby. They at least tried to make it entertainment, uh, entertaining and KO. Got put through a table by Big E. Spot fest and hope spots galore like the fucking swanton off the seats uh, above by KO to everyone beneath on the outside. If you're going to watch something from this Monday Night Trash, this was indeed a decent match. I ain't going to lie. It was just, you know, it's just repeat, repeat or whatever. You know, the first segment and this is, is definitely what you want to watch if you haven't already watched it. Spear to everyone and Lashley pins KO and it's obvious who the winner was going to be. Thought they could at least hold it, like I said, until Mania, but I'll take Lashley and Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. Uh, sign me up for that one. Uh, and damn, Brock overlooks Lashley, though, and says he'll see the Chief on Friday for SmackDown. Um, there is no Roach clip because the Roach Clipper is in his feelings. Fuck your chair, 420. And everything uh, that uh, fuck them lights, fuck the speakers. I'm sitting in my chair right now. It all it does is have leather, okay? And I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I guess next thing you'll have a little massage on that bitch. I guess you'll make me quarantine the week afterwards too, cause that goddamn chair. Well, anyway, I ain't gonna take a break, cause hell, I did that in 23 minutes and 19 seconds. So I'm gonna keep on moving on on colors, colors. Colors, colors. And guess what? I don't have anybody to ad lib or help me out with that, but this was NXTRL New Year's Evil.
television's most evilest television event and the biggest headache in the WWE. Here's your host, Dotman Daily. Damn, I don't get no kind of uh, ovation or nothing this week. I, I guess I'll give myself ovation. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. My ovation. Moving and grooving in 2022, guys. Show some love for your first guests. The man that shoots and doesn't miss. Well, what is he shooting? What is he shooting? Carmelo Hayes versus Roderick Strong. And the diamond mine is open for business. What are they selling? I don't understand. This was a title unification match in a Cruiserweight Championship as well as the North American Championship. And this episode of NXTRL New Year's Evil is brought to you by the wonderful people at Cabela's. I know when I talk to my friends that are not so melanated, they always tell me, yeah, you know, it's day off, I'm going to go to Cabela's. And they stand so proud because they're going to Cabela's. Unless I'm going to get some bullets or something, that's cool. But even then, I'm like, well, there's the nearest Cabela's. Ain't shit in there that, that really... Unless I'm going hunting or fishing or something. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, catch me at JD Sports finish line. Or other... Or Macy's for the polo drip. Or what or whatnot. Not any Cabela's. Oh, man. So I'm sitting here watching the Royal Rumble... Uh, 1996 or 97, I want to say this is 97 or not, either or, it's been a while, but right now, Bret Hart is in the ring, uh, he's finally made it into the Rumble, and he's working on Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was threw everybody out and just waiting for other people, uh, my favorite thing about this was Stone Cold, uh, even though he was tired, he was still signaling, bring them on, he was checking his fake watch or whatever, well, non-existent watch, and here we see Kane, aka Isaac Yankum DDS, a.k.a. the Unabomber, a.k.a. Mary Glenn Jacobs. And in this persona, he is Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Um, I remember it was JR that went, he went heel for a couple of weeks and said he had no respect for the WWF at the time. And nobody was there for him when he had suffered Bell, Bell's palsy. And he said, you know, he's all about tradition. And we've seen a couple of videos where uh, Razor Ramon and Diesel was attacking people backstage. And uh, the funny part about that was Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, uh, who was originally Razor Ramon and Diesel, they had already signed and left uh, to go to WCW uh, and, and form the NWO. But, you know, people like me, I'm like 16, 17 at the time. I'm, I don't have any clue. We didn't have, you know, internet back then where we could search for shit like this, what was going on backstage. We had the uh, the WCW hotline and shit like that. We had to pay fucking $3 a minute, uh, <laughs> 99 cent the first minute. But we had no idea. We thought Scott Hall and Kevin Nash was working both WCW and WWF. But uh, when he finally revealed, it was definitely Glenn Jacobs who was Diesel. And I forget who the other guy was that was playing Razor Ramon. I, I have no idea who that was. But, I mean, that was pretty cool shit back then. Ah, the mother, the mother funker Terry Funk just entered now. But, yeah, man, let's let's get uh, let's get to this, um, this uh, unification match. The ever-so-beautiful Elisa Taylor got on that denim, and it looks good. It looks good. New outfit alert, nigga. Well, that nigga ain't here. That nigga ain't. Well, I ain't over there. And it's good. Plus, it was cold. Another another situation. I told this nigga right here. Look, nigga. 
when I ring the doorbell, you got to be there because it's going to be 19, 20 degrees. He was like, well, I ain't come down there holding no door or nothing like that. I said, I just need you to unlock the door. And he went to his little spill about, well, that ain't about me. I'm all about principles. And then he gave me the great idea of doing this show at home. And then this is before I said, fuck your chair. But hey, great idea, 420. Great idea, 420. Anyway, uh, it was some good wrestling in the beginning of this match. Nice Capoeira-style kick to Roddy, who answered back with a series of chops. Ouch! Uh, the springboard leg drop folded Strong up on the uh, on the mat and vicious DDT to Roddy on the ring apron. Strong flipped Mellow inside out with that knee. And now, some backbreakers, because we know who the king of the backbreakers are. Definitely Roddy Strong. Uh, Mello with the cross face in the Boston Crab, Strong with the Lion Tamer, then a crippling backbreaker for a close fall, a slap fest between the two, forearms from pillar to post, then an angle slam to Mello, modified cutter, cutter to Strong for another whole spot, it's back and forth in the third gear, watch this match though, a flipping superplex to Mello who covered Strong for a two, but the Famouser from the top gets Mello the win and both of the titles he shot and he didn't miss. This was a decent opener. This was a great opener. Um, and I, I, I rate this one right here. This this is a this is a can. It's not a Heineken, a bottle of Heineken, but a cold aluminum can of Heineken will do you justice too. It's very very delicious beer. Very great match. Uh, I don't necessarily care uh, about the name of the new unified title, the North American Cruiserweight Championship. If you've killed all of that, then at least name it something else. At least name it something else. And just 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 drop it. Drop it. Um Tommaso Ciampa is uh, is with some luck by ASAP AJ, who is geared up as well. Looks like ASAP is all uh is alright after that squash by Osmosis the night before. Yeah I'm good. I'm good. Yeah I kinda hurt a little bit but still still I'm here. All right, uh, <laughs> the 2022 Dusty Cup is on the horizon for 2022. The women will get their tournament on in February, and the men's tournament is starting in two weeks. I guess they're going to have to give it a little bit more time to gather up some tag teams for the women uh, because it's not a lot of women's tag teams or women in the women's division when it comes to NXT. Um the phenomenal ASAP AJ is in the building, and the fans are all about it as they chant his name. Looks like he's a babyface. Yeah, yeah, I had to, I had to calm down on that on, on, on that shit because Wendy was looking at me a different way. Said you, you treat you treat Osmosis like he's nobody. You you parade him around, and then, and then you try to call him. A, well, I said it to Wendy, but I couldn't say it out loud. But you know what I said. Well, I didn't say it, but you know what I was thinking. You know what I was thinking. Yeah, it's uh, it's the passion of the fans. He says. And the talent. He don't care if it's the gold brand or the colorful brand. He loves it. He'll be damned if someone takes that passion. And I say Vince McMahon and ASAP. Uh, <laughs> I say Vince McMahon uh, took that passion. Honestly. But ASAP says Grayson Waller, who made his way out. He calls all of this shit a phenomenal deflection. He got whipped by Osmosis. Waller ain't green. He's a student of the game. He shits on a random fan. And ASAP lost because of being focused on Waller. Uh... Oh shit. ASAP agrees he ain't 100% and ASAP ain't had a match at, at NXT, but he's geared up. Get a ref. Yeah, I'm ready. 
Waller says on his time, though. And ASAP says growth set. And Waller says next week in the main event so he can get the biggest win of his career. So uh, that'll probably be an episode that I'll, well, that'll be a match I'll be looking forward to. Uh, ASAP steals on Waller who gets in some shots of his own before Pele kick and Waller escapes the phenomenal elbow. They're putting a whole lot of stock in this Grayson Waller. Uh, the only thing that uh, me and uh, that other guy, 420 asked is that ring gear needs to change he has everything else he definitely has heat on him has potential uh if not he i, I think he is the top heel in nxt uh and you know he he has potential to be something big but the ring gear will also tell it all so i hope he does something with that Pete Dunn ain't happy about his broken hand by tony d'angelo yeah bloody fella broke my fingers how, how the fuck does he do that? How does he get away with that? That's my stick. And this shit ain't over. I'm gonna rip his fucking arm off next week. And bring that fucking crowbar. I'm gonna slam it across both your fingers, elbows, and knees. Everything's gonna go bloody snap. Then, uh, well, you take a bit and take it back. You put it back in where it's at. The little bits. The little beats. They've got a New Year's resolution. Win them belts. And Persia Perota, Perona, Persia Perota, thanks otherwise and wants a handicap match. And uh, maybe another partner is Indy Loomis is still sprung over Dexter Loomis. Yeah, she's distracted by that shit. And Persia wants no part of it. Tiffany Stratton? Now, we seen that debut last week, and I wants no part of it. And uh, maybe Wendy Chu, as she says her name of who she is when Persia Parada and Andy Loomis ask, who the hell is she? So, yeah, by Mei Ying, this is Wendy Chu. This is your new character. Uh, I don't see any promise in it. And I, well, you know, we discussed, uh, what was it, last week that Tony Storm walked out of the wwe and so did her yams but let me tell you something i've been i've been watching on social media and shouts out to the homie john dooley uh because i seen the picture but he sent me another picture of this woman named lakita nikita nikita lyons i don't know where they found her at when i say there is definitely a yam replacement Extra fluffy. Gigi Dolan, you may have some competition. Naomi, you may have some competition. Nikita Lyons. Man, I could see it. You could tell she had it in the back from the front. Them hips was out. Man, I said, my lord. Lord, lord. All right. Imperium versus Matt Riddle and MSK. So glad to see a returning Walter to NXT who has shed a little bit of weight. Yeah. Glad to see Riddle back on NXT as well. DJ Toddy Carolucci spins the wheels for Riddle and MSK. Okay, I'm going to get to the meat and taters of this one. Luchin, Luchin for sure in this one. Fabian Eichner damn near took Wesley's head off with that clothesline though. And Riddle tagged in as well as Walter. He chops the chest off of Riddle. MSK took out Eichner and Bartell. Walter fucks up Riddle and MSK. Walter is moving like a fucking cruiserweight on Nash Carter. Matt Riddle gets his shit in on Walter, then tries the double draping DDT, but Walter makes a save. Nice dive spot from Riddle and MSK to Imperium. German suplex to Walter from Riddle for two. He goes for the RKO. MSK is took out by Eichner and Bartell. Riddle kicks out of a Walter powerbomb, and Eichner catches Riddle in the fucking air. 
in the air and hits a brain buster. How strong is Fabian Eichner? And how great will they do if they do go to the main roster? I'm I'm claiming it. I think Imperium moves up to the main roster. And let's get a program with uh, the Chief Walt, uh, the Chief in the Bloodline versus Imperium. I think it will be great, in my opinion. Um, the shit's all over the place, though, this match. And Riddle escapes the hands of Imperium. MSK hits a blockbuster. Then a floating bro from on Eichner, RKO on Bartell. Riddle and MSK get the win. Yep, Walter was still down outside due to a German suplex, and this doesn't hurt Imperium. Great match, though. Great match. And probably some good smoke backstage to celebrate. And uh, yeah, I totally agree, man. This was a this was a Michelob Ultra of a match, man. Very entertaining, man. I was just glad to see Walter back, Matt Riddle back. You've seen a little bit more of aggressiveness between both. Not that uh you know, the handcuffs are still being able to take off, being taken off a little bit when you go to NXT or when you see matches on there. And, you know, it's a lot of formulaic shit on the main roster. It's like a watered-down version of who these talents can actually be. Man, it's a who's who in this Royal Rumble right here, man. It's it's Vader just got the right hand from the Undertaker that's in the ring. It's Mankind, Henry Godwin, uh, Rocky Maivia before The Rock, Flash Funk, or, you know, a.k.a. Too Close Scorpio, Bret Hart, Stone Cold, everybody's in the ring. Man, it was about 78 luchadors in this motherfucking Royal Rumble because, you know, Alamo Dome is in San Antonio, Texas. Very close, you know, there's a lot of Hispanic population down there, and they're all about luchadors, and every luchador you can name was in this bitch, you know, before Rey Mysterio. Well, Rey Mysterio was in WCW around this time, so of course he couldn't be in the Royal Rumble. No, 420, I was not in this Royal Rumble, 420. Hey, man, speaking of which, well, I agree with you. 211, 420, that 420, he, he's pretty selfish, you know, he'll, he'll never pass the blunt 420, he'll never do that, 420 is always belittling me about how, how small I am, 420, and I don't appreciate it, 420, me and my son Dominic, me, me and him always getting ridiculed, and I'm, I'm pretty glad that I'm over here chilling with you, 420, do you, uh, 211, 420, do you have a, a survey set that I can participate in? Oh yeah, yeah, Ray. Um, right, go 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 ahead and go ahead and pop your one up. I appreciate that two eleven four twenty. Wait a minute, why are you calling me two eleven four twenty four twenty two eleven? I have to call you two eleven four twenty because four twenty. That's what I do for twenty. Four twenty. Yeah, man, Sarah's cousin McKenzie is with Joe Gacy in Harlan. He made a great stride in the past few weeks. Gacy says Harlan will be overjoyed of winning the Dusty Cup, and they want to prove that they're worthy. So that's that's one team that's going to be in a Dusty Rhodes uh, Tag Team Cup Classic or what have you. That fine-ass Mandy Rose arrives in style in a helicopter, and Lord have mercy. Hmm, she's toxic. And it's Electra. It ain't the hustle. She sure got the booty. Yeah, that's how it goes. Fuck your chair, 420. Anyway, she says family comes first, but she's attracted to success. She tells Sarah's cousin Mackenzie she leaves with the winner of Santos Escobar versus Zion Quinn, or I like to call him XYON Quinn, next week. And shit, she might be toxic too. Stay away, nigga. Stay away, nigga. You don't want to get buried in that desert fucking with Legato del Fantasma. They got bodies. They got bodies and they got dripped. All right, let me close these blinds and shit. I don't need them to know where I live at at all. 
at all. Cora Jade versus Raquel Gonzalez versus Mandy Rose in the triple threat for the NXT Women's Championship as I take another sip of my Perlenbacher. Mm. Ah. I'm probably going to have me another one of these tonight before the, before the day is over. It's pretty consistent. Uh, it's not heavy. It's not heavy on your belly. You know, so it'll go. And it's, it's still cold. I love it. I love it. Anyway, to the match. Uh, Raquel even pulled up in a dope-ass chopper. Jade with her little skateboard. You know, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane are somewhere lurking. And them yams of Mandy are looking fluffy, man. They are, man. Jade getting beat up pretty bad by Mandy and Raquel, but is holding her own with a little bit of luchin. Jade trying to steal a win and them covers uh, with them covers, but the match went on. Raquel uh, Samoa dropped both Jade and Mandy at the same goddamn time. Raquel tossed Jade's ass to the outside and Mandy sidesteps a falling Jade. Um, Mandy tries fleeing, but Raquel catches her and back in the ring you go. Mandy is still trying to escape. Cold break on Raquel. Trying to come back in the ring. Uh, Mandy missed the pump knee hitting the ropes. Chicona bomb, but Jade, uh, Chicona bomb on Mandy, but Jade hits the senton on Raquel, who went for the superplex, but is sent to the outside. Jade went for her patent mood, the sur surprise roll up, because that's all she does, but she got pinned by Mandy instead, who retains her NXT Women's Championship. No GG or JC. She did this all by herself. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Uh, uh, I guess it, it it was okay match. Um, I remember the women's division of old, and I'm I'm missing that. I'm missing that that roster right there. This wasn't bad, but it wasn't the gold brand. It wasn't the gold brand at all. Um, I guess I'll give this. I guess I'll give it a high life, man. Uh, ice cold high life though. Um, you're gonna pee a lot, but no. Uh, if ain't nothing there, you're gonna drink them. Uh, and I and I still say that uh, Raquel Gonzalez, as well as Dakota Kai, their days are numbered as far as the color brand goes. Main roster could definitely use them up there, but I'm pretty sure that they'll stay down there while they get this dusty uh, tag team tournament underway because they're in dire need of women's tag teams. Uh, not saying that Dakota Kai and Raquel will tag together. We don't know. They can make up. And it can all be water under the bridge, but you know we'll see as weeks go along. Uh, Boa has definitely fell off the wagon and relapsed, looking for solo side baby. <laughs> Riddle rides into the sunset on a scooter. MSK is approached by the Creed brothers, saying that they ain't winning shit because the Creed brothers winning the Dusty Cup. I do honestly think MSK is gonna win it once again and go on to face Imperium for the tag team championships. But we'll see. We'll see. Andre Chase showed face, and I'm surprised he's alive after being murdered by Harlem last week. But uh, that was a teachable moment. He was in deep shit and was saved by one of his students. That's the bond they have between students and faculty at Chase University. He's grateful his student wasn't tossed the fuck off the building, and he wants to recognize that student. He's the recipient of the first ever Andre Chase full ride scholarship. Big head ass Wagner. <laughs> it's not Vaughn Wagner. He's big head ass Wagner. Big old, big old head. Yeah, he interrupts Von Wagner watch party on what? That 75-inch head of his? Yeah, as a matter of fact, yes. Yeah, if I if, if you turn the lights out and my, my skin is pretty pale, if you put that if you put that projector right there in between my eyes, you can watch a full movie. Cool shit, huh? 
cool shit. All right, yeah, Wagner says he's everything Chase ain't. Wagner beats up Chase, then goes for the students in the section of Chase University. They said something about my flat screen head, and fuck them. Yeah, they're trying, they're trying to really make uh, big head-ass Wagner entertaining and trying to make something of him, but he's still bland. Ring gear change for him should definitely be something, uh, an idea to do something, because that guy looks weird. <laughs> He looks weird, but they're trying with him, and he's got to be one of the top heels in NXT as well right now. We're seeing Bret Hart cussing everyone out because Stone Cold just won that year's Royal Rumble. Um, I guess we'll find another one to watch because that one was over with. Uh, uh, 2016 Royal Rumble. But let's go. Let's go to that. Let's see what that's all about. This is the one where. Uh, Roman Reigns had to defend his championship in the in the Royal Rumble. This was also the uh, the debut of ASAP AJ into the company. And even though I was excited about it then, they probably could have held off on this and waited till WrestleMania. But it was quite a moment because nobody knew for sure if ASAP was going to be a part uh, of the WWE. But man, when this music hit, cameraman fucked up and didn't get the, the Titantron of ASAP. Uh, of, of of his um of his entrance and but when you see him though the crowd went wild hell I went wild too just to see ASAP in the WWE um Bronson Steiner versus Tommaso Ciampa for the uh, NXT Championship this is a rematch I just want to review who won but this was a good match though this was a good match and I, I got involved and I jotted down more shit they escorted big head ass Wagner out the building and he ha even had words with Roderick Strong. Cameron Grimes has had a year in review, and now he wants gold in 2022. Hmm, I guess that's going to be a Carmelo Hayes and Cameron Grimes feud upcoming. Now the results of this main event. Uh, that's a message sent as Steiner breaks the chains, uh, the chains of the gold brand. Not a lot of people was happy about that. And um, I guess we can get into this part right here, uh, the releases. Uh, it was a few that was... Uh, we really didn't care about them, but it was one specific one. It was a cardinal sin for you to get rid of someone like William Regal, who is so who was so recognized and important backstage when it comes to everything uh, the new talent coming in is doing. You had Bailey, you had K Kevin Owens, and and a, a slew of others that came out and said, you know, if it wasn't for William Regal. They wouldn't have gotten as far as they did. Uh, James Drake was another one said that he didn't even know if he, you know, he would even be in the company because William Regal was the one that scouted him out. Uh, like I said, man, Tony Khan, if there's anybody that you want backstage, William, William Regal is one of those people that could definitely uh, be beneficial for AEW. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about that. It's it's nobody but Vince's loss, and it's big. Man, at this point, if I was Triple H, honestly, <laughs> I'm divorcing Stephanie. Fuck your family. Everything that I tried to do to make your company better, you didn't like it because you didn't come up with it. And you're basically throwing it in my face by firing everybody that was under me. We still have Matt Bloom, Shawn Michaels, and, and a few more that was there. But it's a lot of personnel that was under Triple H that are no longer there and it's because of the jealousy of Vince McMahon. 
you WWE fans uh, that that are strictly WWE and can't see nothing past there, they say, oh, well, people get fired all the time. Well, you got to look between, you got to read between the lines, man. Like, it, it was an act of jealousy. And you can you can continue to sit there and claim everything is fine, but I think otherwise. Anyway, uh, where was I? Where was I? Uh, Chamba didn't appreciate that shit as far as as far as the breaking of, of the of the gold brand sign, and he actually rubbed it in uh, Bronson Steiner's face, you know, by wearing the uh, I guess the colorful designs and shit. But anyway. Champa with some Luchando corkscrew plancha on Steiner, who looked great in the opening of this match. The alligator roll stalling suplex, uh, suplex shit is fucking fire. It is fire. I like that spot. Champa's back. Uh, Champa's back in is the story as Steiner targeted it. Steiner lines then a spine buster standing fucking moonsault. God, Steiner is dangerous. Champa lands some of the best knees in the business. Spirit of Champa, though, let it bleed. Champa was busted open along the way. Frankensteiner. Steiner went for the Gorilla Press Power Slam, but ding! Willow's Bell, and it was, uh, uh, yeah, Willow's Bell after the counter. Uh, Champa rolls back, uh, rolls back to mats, exposing the concrete. The Willow's Bell is countered into a fucking Alabama jam into the announcer's desk. Gorilla Press Power Slam to Champa, who gets the rope break. Champa uses the middle rope to the growing of Steiner, then some knees, fairy tale ending, but Steiner kicks out. Ciampa went for the air raid crash, but it's countered. Steiner, like his dad, used the bulldog from the top. Then the Steiner recliner gets Bronson Steiner to win, and your new NXT champion, because Ciampa tapped out, is Bronson Steiner. I'm not calling him Bron Breaker. I'm sorry. Ciampa shows a sign of respect after the match, and Bronson Steiner's father, Rick Steiner, was there to see his son win the title, but that was when the show went off the air. Why couldn't his father be shown celebrating with his son, Vince? Why? Why? We know who his father is, so why not show that shit and, give, and, and, and at least give him that justice? But, <clears throat> oh shit. We see that didn't happen, but I give, I give this match a Corona Extra, though, man. Very entertaining. It wasn't a squash, and it really showed that out of all of the new talent that is in this new version of NXT, Braun Breaker is going to go far. He's going to go far. Definitely a Steiner. I like I like his I like his appearance. I like his in ring work. This man is destined to be major when it comes to the main roster. Um, as for T Tommaso Ciampa, he said that. Uh, in the past, that he didn't want, didn't want to go to the main roster, but after SmackDown, I believe it was him and Pete Dunne had uh, dark matches. Uh, so that that might be what their next move is. We'll see in the next month or so, or they may be out of the company as well. Uh, my my last shot for this episode of NXTRL, man, I got gotta go. Hmm. It was several things, but and it, it could have been a three-way time. I'm talking about the opener with Carmelo Hayes and Roderick Strong. I'm talking about Imperium versus MSK and Matt Riddle. But I think this one, just by a hair, Bronson Steiner versus Tommaso Ciampa is my last shot. Very entertaining match. I ain't gonna lie. I may not, I may not be 100% behind this new version of NXT, but that definitely, that match definitely went in. 
Okay, man, I got I got under 10 minutes, uh, perhaps. I can get through this smackdown because there wasn't a lot of shit going on right here. Are you ready? Man, I ain't doing that shit, man. 420, fuck your chair, 420. Fuck your chair. In this quarantining. And I ain't sick, but I'm quarantining. Yeah, smackadown. It's smackadown. <laughs> Must be Monday. Must be smackadown. Cause man, it's 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 getting it's getting to that point. The chief has been cleared, and he opens the show in the Mohegan Sun Arena, taking his time as usual. He wanted New England to acknowledge him, and they do. He misses one week, uh, and it all falls apart. He guesses he had time to think while in isolation there. Uh, and there was people he wanted to see. There are two people he don't want to ever see in life again, and that's Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. And Brock's music hits. He said he was going to be there, so he is. He and Heyman, Paul Heyman, that is, make their way out. Brock wants to wants to do the talking. Ladies and gentlemen, tribal chief, head of the table, allow him to introduce himself. The reigning, defending, undisputed WWE champion, Brock Lesnar. Well, I can't do a good Paul Heyman. I got to work on that, but wow. That was a hell of an impression of Paul Heyman by Brock. If you close your eyes, you would thought it was Paul Heyman. But he proposed that he and Chief have a title for title match. Yes, he did. And um, Chief thinks it's a good idea, but it ain't his fucking idea. This is his show, nigga. They do shit on his time. He don't do business with people who do business with trash like Paul Heyman, who says Chief wouldn't be shit without him. He helped the Chief get to the top. I mean, he's almost about to bust a tear. And he loved the Chief. And while Brock was gone, Chief was all he had. Brock tells Paul to shut the fuck up. And Chief tells him, don't talk to Paul like that. And Paul doesn't want Brock to talk to Chief like that. It's a, it's a mess. It's a mess, folks. In the, in the midst of it all, when Paul tried to intervene, Chief snuffed Brock with a Superman punch and then left the ring. Laughing <laughs> as is. As his, so you know, ultimately we are gonna get that match. I don't know if it's gonna be title for title if they unify the titles at uh, WrestleMania, but with the roster that they have now, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea. As as we see, it's a lot of titles going around with no meaning right now to begin with, and it's some unifications need to happen. I agree uh, with JD from from New York. Uh, it's a lot of shit that needs to merge. Um, <clears throat> Megan Morant trying, ain't she? She trying, but baby girl, you ain't no Kayla. Sami Zayn claims Shinsuke Nakamura is ducking him, and why? And that's and that's why his next match is happening. He ran into Johnny Knoxville, who was campaigning at the Royal Rumble spot. Zayn says he ain't qualified for that. I'm pretty sure he'll play a role in the next match, though. Sami Zayn versus Rick Boogs. If you know, you know the same shit. You know, it's the same shit, man. It's cool, but it's, it's every week. He plays the Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura to the ring. The title has been defend hasn't been defended since last spring or some shit. And some of y'all niggas act like uh, it ain't nothing wrong with that neither. Fuck out of here, man. Like Intercontinental Championship is a worker's title. I so wish that we could get back to that title being put on display because remember, we, we remember at one time, if you held that title, you was probably the one that had the match of the night. Absolutely. Rick Boogs is strong as shit, though, with that stalling uh, suplex spot. Like, it, even though Zane was trying to counter it, uh, Rick Boogs went down to his knees and still hoisted him up and dropped him in that suplex. If anything, during Nakamura's title run, Rick Boogs has been showcased as that major talent. Nakamura distracts Zayn on the outside, though. Boogs defeats Zayn with an inside cradle. And after the match, Zayn is tossed over the top rope by Johnny Knoxville. And it's officially, he's officially entered in the Royal Rumble. 
Uh, I care nothing about anything New Day and Uso, but Kayla Braxton is fine as hell. But, uh, and there's no rating for that last match. I'm just, I'm just ready for them to get to this Intercontinental title match. Let's move on. SmackDown Women's Champion made her way out. Charlotte, looking like, uh, <laughs> looking like Paula, <laughs> the smart tech manager from the 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> she's, out, she's out there to promote the Women's Royal Rumble match. And the participants? Hmm, well, here's some of them. It's women like the Bella Twins, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, Lita, the current women's roster. Uh, speaking of which, uh, where is the protector, Miss Spicy the Tangle, Tingle Tangle, Xylee? Where is she? Where is she? Anyway, the one that got me, though, was Mickey James. Yeah, Mickey James is going to be in the Royal Rumble. She must need that check. I ain't mad at her if she need that bag, but shit, man. This was a Mickey James that was let go. The Mickey James that got her stuff sent to her in a trash bag. And yet she shows face again. They talked about a forbidden door, but no, I mean, uh, even though Mickey James is the uh, impact champion, she still uh, isn't uh, signed to that company. So she's able to do what she wants to do. I'm just surprised, you know, with all that talk that she did, that she would just quickly go back and be in the Royal Rumble. Uh, if anything, she'll probably be eliminated very quickly, and she can't be she can't be mad about it. You went back, so if that happens, that's what you get. Um, as we said, uh, WWE let go of several women, and I guess women who whomever picked them picked up the phone was gonna get that entry. And it used to be NXT women involved, but we know uh, what happened there. And the color brand won't see the light of day in this year's Rumble, unless it's, it's, a, it's a surprise. And we know of several women out uh, as we speak at the moment. I thought I was going to be able to get under, uh, get through this shit under an hour, but I think that I'm going to be right back and finish up my quarantine version of this Haze Hops and Turnbuckles. Ain't nobody getting killed. Ain't nobody dying on this one. Because fuck your chair. 420. Yes, and I am back to finish up this smacking down and my contribution to episode 104. Fuck your chair. 420. As I hope it sets fire with all them lights. Probably going to be quarantining next week, but I don't care. That's how I feel about your chair, nigga. So I care. That's how I, that's that's what I feel about that chair. Fuck that chair. God damn it. Uh, where was I? Where was I? I'm still sipping on. Huh, I still got about mm, about a quarter of this Perlenbacher premium Pilsner beer left. It's been drinking pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good on this very cold Saturday. Hmm. You drink some more of that. Set that down. Oh, we. Well, well, yeah, we was talking about Paula. <laughs> Excuse me, Charlotte. Um, and the entrance of the Royal Rumble. And Charlotte says that she will enter the Royal Rumble this this year as well. And will pick who she will face at WrestleMania out of the Women's Rumble. Uh, that's another thing to add about the Rumble. These same women that were named, I forget if the Bellers were in the very first uh, Women's Royal Rumble. But ain't this the same shit we did, they did in, what, the 2018 Royal Rumble? They're doing again this year with the with the part-time women that they'll call up and bring in. Uh, yeah, to me, it's it's no different. I'm, 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 personally, I think that uh, 
I think Bailey is going to win this year's Royal Rumble. Uh, she's definitely going to be a surprise entrant. Uh, I think she'll be ready to go back then. She says any day now as she's preparing, you know, re been rehabbing that knee that that was that uh, her ACL was torn and she's been rehabbing that. So I think she's ready. Also, one that has been away from it for a while uh, was Oscar, but I don't think she's going to win the Rumble. I think this is Bailey's Rumble to win this year. Um, but anyway, uh. Where was I? Uh, out comes the glowing, and I do mean glowing. She was glowing. Naomi. The Meows were glowing. She wants to crack at the title right now and crack Charlotte across the face with an open slap to the jaw. God damn. I think that one was harder when Dana Brooke slapped her a few years ago. And we get Charlotte versus Naomi out of the match. It was only a matter of time when Sonya Deville showed face, and Naomi had Charlotte beat with a countout. Uh, Deville uses her abuse of power to change the rules charlotte can't lose from count out the rear view was countered into a figure eight naomi gets to the ropes deville with her fuck shit says now this match is a no dq so you can't use the ropes to uh to break the hole you can only win with pinfall or submission the andrade moonsault sucks when charlotte does it and she needs to stop the moonsault sucks, but she still does that. But she's added this to her arsenal, and it's horrible. And honestly, uh, this match was lengthy, and uh, I guess it wasn't a bad match. But with the fuckery, it was hard to take it seriously. Um, Naomi's head was bounced off the top turnbuckle when she went went to went to the top, and then Charlotte gets the win with a natural selection. Uh, I rate that one. This is a. Uh, I think this is the Coors Light, but the mountains ain't blue. The mountains are not blue. You just put it in the freezer because you took a sip. It's out of the uh, the aluminum bottle that you can screw the top back on, and you thought it was cold enough, so you took a little sip of it, and you said, nah, this shit ain't cold. This ain't cold enough. Uh, I tell you, though, what's, what's getting cold is this, is this Naomi versus Sonya Deville stuff. I know they're stretching it out, but... Where where's where's the blow off? What's the end game when it comes to this? Uh, I I'm waiting for Naomi to finally get her just due and whip Sonya Deville's ass. I will say this though, Sonya Deville definitely has embraced that role as the GM who ain't because she's an official, not a GM because GMs don't exist. You know they don't. You know, but they are acting like GMs, but they're not. But even me, I'm I'm a bit. I was mad for Naomi. Like she's definitely abusing the shit out of her power, and yeah, she's definitely gonna get her ass whipped. As far as Charlotte goes, man, they have no idea what to do with her. They don't really have a, a challenger necessarily for Charlotte. Uh, that's one of the reasons why she wasn't on Groundhog Day. Tony Storm walked out of the company. I guess they was gonna continue that, but they didn't. We need more than Charlotte versus Sasha. They're not doing anything with Shotzi Blackheart at the moment. Like I said, the protector. <clears throat> Oh, shit. Ah, the protector, Zia Lee, hasn't been seen in a couple of weeks since her debut. So, what the fuck? What are we doing with the women's division? Shayna Baszler is a shell of her former self. Like, what are we doing? We're not doing anything in a women's division on SmackDown. And I can even say Monday Night Trash, but I'm talking about SmackDown right now. They're not doing anything to have me entertained when it comes to the women's division. And we know if they tried, it could be a bit better. Once again, I don't give a fuck about anything Uso or New Day. And I don't give a shit if it's a street fight. Supposedly, this feud ends tonight. 
Sure, nigga. Sure. I give them a, another six months, and they done broke up several other tag teams. And guess what? Guess what? New Day versus Usos again. They'll find a way to get back to them the, uh, going uh, going against each other for the WWE Tag Team Championships. My God, man. Rest in peace to Brody Lee, John Huber, Luke Harper in the WWE as he's just entered number 13 into the uh, into the Royal Rumble. I think this is 2017 Royal Rumble. And, um, man, he is definitely missed. Uh, and he will be missed for years. He'll always be missed, man. Definitely a talent. And I didn't know him. You know, I'm just a fan, so I never got to meet him. But he was definitely one of those that was loved by everyone, you know, in the wrestling world. All right. Um, Adam Pierce has to make a choice of Chiefs opponent of the Royal Rumble by the end of the night. All right. The happy talk shit with Happy Corbin. He gloats about putting out Drew McIntyre. It's no secret now that McIntyre was dealing with neck issues, and that's how he was written off the show at Groundhog Day when uh, when Corbin had that, uh, I guess it was some extra fixture in the back, and he dropped, uh, he dropped it on the neck of Drew McIntyre. Hopefully his injury isn't major. And um, if it is, this is this is an issue right here. The man, like, I always talk about those top five, those top six that should all be uh, should already be ready to go in the company if one of your top stars go down, and we have no one. If Drew McIntyre goes down, we have no one to necessarily go against the Chief, unless you take somebody from Monday Night Trash. But why why would you have to do that? Your rosters should already be built up to where if one is injured, you, you should have somebody to fill that void just like that. And they don't, they don't, but, uh, best wishes to, uh, Drew McIntyre. Hopefully it isn't bad and he's not out for months or a year. We know how long these neck surgeries, cause they, they've been saying possible neck surgery. And if so, it may be a while before we see Drew McIntyre. We know these, uh, the, the rehab of neck injuries can take up to a year. Wow, this is, man, stardust. <laughs> it's amazing all the talent that you see in, in, in the past WWE videos or pay-per-views or now premium live events that are no longer in the company. I'm, I'm looking at, it's, it's Alberto. I don't think anybody wants his ass in the company. But we see Miro, who was Rusev back then. They're about to put, uh, not chief at this moment. This was Roman. This was Roman Reigns at this time. But anyway, uh, where was I? Yeah, about about Cor Corbin gloating about McIntyre. Yeah, but Corbin's guess is none other than Drew McIntyre. How about that? Man, I was talking about recovery, but no, it's of course. Of course, Madcap Moss, and he's making fun of McIntyre. The War Raiders don't care for this shit. And so that's a match. That's a match. Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss versus the War Raiders. I wish I gave a fuck, but I don't. Corbin hit a beautiful deep six on Roe. Uh, one thing I can't say about Baron Corbin, uh, his his moves are protected. I don't think anybody has kicked out of the end of days, and that should be a move protected. And I, I wish we could get something else besides this character right here. That salty nigga 420, fuck your couch, uh, your chair 420. I hope, I hope that you spill water on it, and because it's electric, it shocks you a little bit. Yeah, it it, it undoes it undoes your braids or your your locks. That is. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, 
as 420 would say, uh, yeah, Happy Corbin, Constable, uh, the King, Baron Corbin, same shit, same shit. The only time that we were entertained by is when he was not so happy, Corbin, going through it as he had lost everything. But yeah, um, at the end of it, Moss got the win with a punchline. I think this was on row, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, Hanson was pulled off of the apron by Corbin, and that's how Moss got the win. And this, uh, the punchline is an inverted BFT. No rating, don't care. Uh, I just see they're, they're not going to do nothing with the War Raiders. They fucked them up when they came out as the Viking experience, and it has been the same since. The low-down Dirty Sheamus announced his entrance in the Royal Rumble. And, uh, yeah, he's 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 going to go into the Royal Rumble. Will he win? Probably not. I think, uh, whew. right now, I'm not for sure who wins the Rumble. I'm really going to have to take a look at the talent pool and see if anything develops within the upcoming weeks to, to see who's going to become that winner. Like, I've been pretty good when it comes to who's going to be the, the, the Royal Rumble winner. Like I, I chose I chose Drew McIntyre when he won a couple of years back, as well as other um, winners, you know, in their rumbles. Uh, Chris Benoit, shit, I booked, I predicted that one with uh, perfection, in my opinion. And I do think 420, fuck your chair, 420 will be drinking the penalty beer. Um, Adam Pierce is with the Chief, and he's chosen the Chief's opponent at the Rumble. But Chief says there ain't no nigga on the roster. There ain't now nigga that he ain't smashed already. And get the fuck out of here, Adam Pierce. He wants to watch his cousin's match. And my, I was thinking Goldberg, and I said, oh man, this is really gonna. And I hope Chief spears Goldberg out of the WWE. If so, if so. So the New Day versus the Usos in a street fight for the tag team titles. And ain't a damn thing they haven't already done. Ain't a damn thing they have all they have not already done. And um, they've already been in a street fight. Didn't they have one back in November or some shit? Uh, or was it? It was a Thanksgiving, some Thanksgiving shit or something. But man, we've seen this shit since 2016. Six years later, they're still doing this. Okay, and I'm not reviewing this. The 3D through the table on Kofi gets the Usos to win. And Chief looks content and cool with the match. I'm not rating it because I've rated this match several times before. What else is new with the Usos versus the New Day? But at the end of it, there's a knock at the door. And it's not going to be Goldberg challenging the Chief at the Royal Rumble. It's going to be the Drip God, Asif. So we'll see what develops from that. I know this is some... Some desperate, desperate shit because Drew McIntyre has been injured. But honestly, I don't think that that was even going to be the Chiefs' opponent at the Royal Rumble. But I think they ran out of people to Chief for Chief to go up against, and it's nobody but Vince and Bruce Pritchard, uh, Pritchards or whoever else involved in booking the talent because you have nobody that's credible enough to go up against the Chief. Honestly, you don't. You have not made none of your superstars feel special. Nobody but the Chief. And I said, you know, that's cool. I love the Chief and what he does, but if you could just spread that beyond the Chief and, and build up build up talent. Like, there's no reason for you not to have three, four, five people that can jump in there and do that. But you had to go to Monday Night Trash and pick up Seth Rollins, the drip god. 
And, you know, it, it could be an entertaining match, but we've already seen this one too. So it's, it's a lot of rehashed stuff. But, you know, different as in, you know, uh, this is a different Roman Reigns and this is a different Seth Rollins. So we'll see where they go from there. Um, my last shot, though, man, she was looking good in that. I guess it was a uh, velvet velour or whatever she was wearing. But Kayla Braxton, as every week, as I am going to kill this beer before my contribution of episode 104, Hayes Hops and Turnbuckles, uh, in. So uh, let me let me go ahead and kill this one. I wanna, hmm. Ooh, shit. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Whew. That was rough. But delicious all the way down, man. I got a few more of these in there. I think I'm going to have a few more. But, you know, it's going to be a it's going to be a long night, so I may have to pace myself. Um, Thank each and every one of you for listening. I know uh, we came in a different form this week. Maybe if he ain't in his fields next week. We'll get back to being on the show at the same time. 420 is definitely going to come back uh, due to AEW part of the show. Shit's probably going to be five minutes. Uh, we have to have a show, and that's why I made mine a bit long. Had, had some shit to talk about, okay? But um, he'll be back with his part. I know it's Battle of the Belts tonight, and I probably won't be able to watch that till tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, Battle of the Belts, it was a good AEW Dynamite. It was a good Rampage. Battle of the Belts coming tonight. Uh, 420 definitely do it justice as he as he does. But fuck your chair, 420. Yeah, man. Uh, where you can find me at? You can find me, uh, Mr. 4.0 Dotman211 on Twitter. Dotman211 on Instagram. We have a page. We have a page on Facebook. Hayes Hops and Turnbuckles. Like, share, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And when you tell that friend, you tell them to tell another's. Okay. We also have uh, we also have 631. We also have that page on Facebook. Do the same shit that I told you to do over at Hayes Hops on 631. If you know, you know. We also have the website up, 631entertainment.biz. Merch is coming. It's still a lot of things that's coming. Um, and it's coming soon, folks. Just bear with us. We want to give you quality, quality of whatever we're trying to put out there. You know, to not only show that we definitely are about the business, but we ain't putting out no bullshit. And we ain't taking our foot off the gas neither. And also go over there to Reddit, Hayes Hops Turnbuckles, like and share over there. And uh, we'll definitely have more visuals as as the year goes along on YouTube. So if you're not a subscriber, subscribe over there as well. We're going to have a whole lot of more heat coming. And... Man, this is this has been a uh, this is my first solo dolo part of the show, and I think it went pretty well. 420 will probably shit on it, but that's what he does. He's a hater, but I hate his chair. <laughs> and I don't smell no smoke around here. It smells pretty good. I don't want to smoke so bad though. God damn, I don't want to smoke so, but I can't. I can't. I can't. But yeah, man, this has been the Dot Man 211 on Haze. Hops. I'm gonna let it sizzle. And turnbuckles. The rest of the show is all yours. Fuck your chair, foe 20.
the fucking red rooster, nigga. Yeah, we the start of New Year. You know, we started to watch motherfucking the Royal Rumble PPV. Not no motherfucking premium live event. We still in the PPV stages. Oh yeah, and it's only me. It's me, NKB420. Let's <laughs> start the show. I've come to the conclusion that the world, quite frankly, is just not big enough for the both of us. Somebody's got to go and go for good. And that somebody is either you or me. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. Yo, yo, it's me. Smoking on. Fuck is this? I think it's some purple passion or some stupid shit. I don't know. But it's good. Let's go ahead and light it up. How was y'all's week? Hope y'all had a good one. I was in town, so I ain't go out of town this week. I kind of loved it until. Temperature dropped like a motherfucker. It was freezing like a bitch. How was the weather your way? I hope y'all uh, stayed warm. Winter looking crazy. It started out on some spring shit on Monday. About time Wednesday came around here. I'm like, yo, do I live in Alaska now? Is this Anchorage out this bitch? How did it turn the motherfucking upstate New York out this bitch? But either way, things is getting done and motherfucking weed is getting smoked. On episode 104 of the best segment of any show, my segment. Because it's dynamite, dynamite, A-E-W, dynamite. We got you. It's gonna lie. 
And it's gonna explode cause it's dynamite, dynamite, A.E. Duh. Well, shit, since he ain't here, I guess I gotta do my own intro. And now, me, N, K, B, Dynamite hailing from the Prudential Center in Newark, one of the only six states that AEW performs in, in New Jersey. AEW Championship match, Daniel Bryan versus Hangman Adam Page. So, Mara. Uh, uh, remember what I said about the time limit draws with Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryan at first, then Daniel Bryan and Hangman second? It definitely applied here. Listen to me. Listen to me before you get crazy. It's not the wrestler's fault. It's not. It's the stupid booking decisions and pacing because Hangman won, and it's the first man to beat Daniel Bryan with a buckshot Larry after a fantastic match. Ain't taking shit away from it. But no one made it a bigger deal like it should have been presented. Soon after he won, they immediately went to the next segment. I hate how they don't make a big deal out of the wins. Seven grams for me, though. But two grams in reality because nobody gave a fuck it happened and it's already over we're already going to adam cole versus adam page or adam page versus cm punk like there was no reason none zilch zero nada to have that time limit draw and then you didn't make a big deal about this championship match it's AEW. Y'all put on fantastic matches all the fucking time. Y'all could have put anybody versus Adam Page and the shit with a bump. Fuck that. MJF versus Jobber name name entered here. MJF was about to wrestle. Then out of nowhere came CM Punk. Then in land, land, land. As he comes down, run J, runs MJF out and he gets the GTFs on MJF opponent, which gives MJ, MJF his first loss of the year by disqualification. They have a promo battle that ends with CM Punk versus Warlow coming next week on Dynamite. Y2J came out for a promo on 2.0 and their son Danny Garcia and holy self died job died man did Jericho go OD on the Just For Men? Out comes 2.0 and Y2J called him blockhead and pinhead respectfully, 
Then Terrence and Phillip jumped Jericho after Danny Garcia jumped Y2J from behind, ran off by proud and powerful with Eddie Madman Kingston. Uh, I like where they're going with this, but where's Jack's, where's Jack Swagger? And does is fucking Sammy Guevara really actually in the fucking um, inner circle? I don't see him do shit anymore ever since that 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 beef they had with uh uh, uh top team I, I haven't really seen him intermingle with the rest of the inner circle clique but whatever Jay Atlas promo as him and Adam Cole baby will battle this Friday Wardlow and Sean Spears came to the ring Spears put the Put the few on the uh, put the fu on the outside, then threw the jobber in the ring. Wanted Warlow to pin him, but nah, fuck that. After five power bombs, one, two, three, Warlow wins. Can't wait till the eventual turn by Warlow. It's just gonna be popping. Soon as Warlow, we get to that moment. Soon as we get to that moment, that shit's gonna be great. And then, poof, bam, we got a brand new heavyweight star in the company, which they desperately need. <sighs> Wardlow and Sean Spears came down to the ring. My bad. Jay Cargill and Ruby Soho. Okay. First uh motherfucking um bad batch of weed for the day. It's something missing with these big matches when it comes to Ruby Soho. I seen it in this match, and I seen it with Britt Baker. And Jade still needs a lot of fucking work. But after seven, but after seven minutes of wrestling, a top rope glam slam for the win as the first TBS champ, Jay Cargill, is crowned on the opening episode of AEW Dynamite on TBS. Serena Deeb is crazy good in this program with Sheeta. Hopefully they unite her and Punk together down the line somehow. Uh Dot Man 211 made something uh made a great fucking um point about Luke Gallows being um you know affiliated with AEW. If they ever want to split up uh the Good Brothers. Man, that's a great, that's a great unit to be a part of. Serena Deeb, Lou Gallows, and CM Punk. Uh, I'm here for it. Malachi Black kicked Brian Pillman in the head for the one, two, three in a basic match. Julia Hart was out here about to get attacked again, but Malachi Black was ran off by the tag team champions. Uh, yeah, they doing that uh, Undertaker shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, lights go out. Malachi floating. He got a little powers. He got a little powers. Ruby Soho promo in the back as she was interrupted by DMD right before she started as she said I thought you came here to AEW for a title and you keep losing you scrub bucket Ruby got mad and jumped until Riho made the save alright now we're here for the main event as Mark Henry would say Jurassic Express won the tag team titles in a match that was fucking awesome Two key things in this match, though, that is where Phoenix got choke slammed off the apron through a table, and it looked like his his arm was broken in half. 
and the two lights and two the lights flickered when the Lucha Bros was going for their finisher, which I think is focused on Brody King and the House of Black getting into the tag team scene. Speaking of which, like two, like seven to eight tag teams stood at the top of the ramp looking at the newly crowned champs. Six grams for me, though. Hopefully, Phoenix is okay. What was great about this whole ending segment, you know, minus Phoenix um, breaking his arm, is that the fact that they had seven to eight tag teams on that stage, and that still was not all the tag teams that they have. I mean, their tag team scene is definitely, definitely relevant and very much alive. Um, But this was your Dynamite review. I don't really have a last shot, but I do got a Roach clip. And I'm going to go with a tag team championship match. I mean, I would say there's nothing Phoenix can't do, but I guess is stay healthy when it's um a feud. <laughs> it seems like Phoenix stays injured. He's been either injured or dealing with corona majority of 2000, the late two t- 2020 and majority of 2021. Um, let's hope that this this doesn't become a reoccurring thing. But fuck all that. Rampage. Yeah, it's Friday, so you know what that means. Rampage coming from the same place Dynamite (laughs) Dynamite did this week. And it's Jake Atlas versus Adam Cole. Adam, the number one contender, Cole, baby. Atlas is way more flamboyant than he ever was in, in, in NXT. You can see with evidence of this by his new attire. But the match was great until a scary moment where Atlas knee buckled and the greatness of Adam was on display because he just slapped the knee ball on Atlas for a quick tap out and still undefeated Adam Cole, baby. Red Dragon came out to beat up on Atlas until the best friends made the save. Four grams for me. They they did everything you wanted to do, man. They, they, they showcased fucking Jake Atlas, but they still kept the focus on where it needed to be. And that is a future Adam versus Adam match for the AEW championship. I'm with it all the way with it. Hopefully that uh Jake Atlas is okay. Hopefully he uh he's not, you know, a, a terrible injury. I think he went on his Twitter and said that he was okay because uh they definitely don't need that to happen. But the thing, best thing about AEW, they got so many hands and so many people that they can just throw in that spot. It doesn't really matter. Cody got COVID. So Dustin Rhodes is in the TNT title in TNT interim championship match with Sammy Guevara this Saturday on the battle for the belts. Andrade El Iglu says, why does Mr. Sting have that little boy run around with him? And ask how much it, how much is the little boy cost? It was very weird how he said, <laughs> he said how much did you pay that little boy to run around? With you? <laughs> I ain't got no problem with Mister Sting. <laughs> this shit was funny as a bitch. Hook versus Aaron Solo, same match as before. Couple of suplexed in the red rum. 
five grams for me, but the presentation for Hook is fucking incredible. With the whole guitar strum before the fucking uh, interest theme by uh, Action Bronson. And to the I don't give a fuck to the haircut to the going in the corner like you can't be bothered. The whole presentation is flawless. Ruby Soho and Riho versus Team DMD. Basic tag team match with us that was very sloppy at points that ended with Hater accidentally hitting DMD and being kind of a hater and getting rolled up for the surprise. Roll up for the three. Can't wait for when the Hater gonna hate and we get the split. Five, two grams for me. Uh, I, I, at some of these points, I, I think you need to showcase a couple other females. Um, it, it, you know, I, I don't really think that this was a match that really needed to happen. Um, I don't understand. Does Rebel not wrestle at all? Is she, she, she's strictly just uh, a valet because I think that could have been a better match for Riho. And he keeps, you know, you know, Soho on my face because really I'm just seeing Soho come out, sing her theme song and lose. Uh, I, I want to see something else. But it's time for the main event. And before you can say Mark Henry, the six-man tag team street fight was starting. Typical six-man EC, ECW-style match, which is not a bad thing, believe me, because AEW knows exactly what they're doing when it comes to these matches. Proud and Powerful hit their finisher on square or pin hit for the one, two, three. After the match, low blows for the faces until Y2J makes the save, running off Terrence and Phillip and they son. Seven grams, what a watch this fucking match. Watch it. It is incredible. And if you don't, I'll smack you in the face, you little bitch. But my roach clip for AEW Rampage this week, man, I'm going to have to go again with the main event. Like, they do know what they're doing. They know how to make shit, make shit shine the way it's supposed to. Um, uh, now, do they, do they give a lot of recognition at the end of the matches? Not really. Um, but the, the the tag match was was great. I mean, they they know how to do a a great hardcore match. Uh, like I said, man, I'm watching the second Royal Rumble, and this shit is trash. Like they got a six man tag match is just going and going and going. I mean, I've been doing it's been going since the whole show started. It's just been going off about fifteen minutes a basic six-man tag. And without no context, this shit doesn't... It's doing nothing for me. But fuck all that. It's Saturday. So you know what that means. Battle of the Belts coming from Charlotte, North Kakalakum. And since Cody has an Omicron, we got Dustin Rhodes and Sammy Guerrero for the interim TNT Championship. So show a respect between the two as this is a rubber match as well. Goldust kept slowing the pace down and slowed Guevara all the way with a power drive on the outside for Guevara. Sammy with a double springboard flip, front flip to the outside, but doesn't work the leg. 
and spiked Sammy with a crossroads for close to solid. I'm talking about solid GTH on on, on gold dust for the closest two count. Fuego pulls a table and himself from under the ring, but it turned out, but it turned into a cold red by Dustin off the fucking uh, apron through a table for a, what a great hold spot. A couple pin reversals, pin reversals, pin reversals, and then a roll up. Well, a roll up until Guevara hit with the win and the new interim TNT champ belt given to him by David Crockett. Danny Garcia gets in Sammy Garcia Gar- Guevara's face at the end of, as the brawl, as they brawl and have to be separated by the refs. Five grams for me. Um. This match was really good. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if Goldust was really out of breath, but if he was just selling it to sell it like he was just tired and getting old, and that was just part of the angle, oh, he played that shit perfectly. Sammy Guevara, man, like he is one of the four pillars. What more can you say about Sammy Guevara? He can do almost anything in the ring. And man, the fact that that gold dust's brains <laughs> is not still rocking in his head after that solid GTH is remarkable. Great match, man. And I love that they did the interim TNT championship. Um, especially with COVID being a thing, like why not have interim champions? That 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 can just spark so many, so many title matches that you you can build whole feuds out of just for the simple fact that you you couldn't defend your belt. Awesome, awesome, awesome way for AEW to make lemonade out of lemons. Sammy said, it's him and Garcia this Wednesday on Dynamite. You want to jump me from behind, little bitch? Absolute Ricky Stark versus Matt Seidel for the FTW title. After the commercial break, Starks and Seidel going back and forth. Sick Michinoku driving on Starks. That man, he he dropped that motherfucker on his head. And if you know anything about Ricky Starks, he has had horrible, horrible trouble with his neck. A lot of chain wrestling, a lightning spiral, and a meteora by Sidell for a close two. Spirit and a Rochambeau by Ricky Starks and still the FTW champ. Four grands for me. Team Taz jumps side down until Lee Moriarty comes out and gets laid out. Until Dante Martin comes out and lays out all the Team Taz getting into Brian, William, whatever, Hobbs' face <laughs> and kicking him out the ring. Uh, I like the, the more edge that Dante Martin is showing. He, uh, he's um, got to do something because just being a spot monkey ain't going to do it. And I'm definitely ready for him to get more of his shine. I guess Leo Rush ran his mouth and he might be out of the company again. <laughs> Leo Rush, bro, like, it's such a great talent. It, it just, it's just something missing there. But hopefully not. Hopefully uh, Leo Rush was just out this week and we can get him to come back and have at least another tag team on the roster. Uh, Ricky Starks, man, I'm glad that uh, he wasn't injured from that Michinoku driver because it was, it was sick, and I immediately thought that he was injured. Damn! So the second match on here 
is this chick named Ruby Martin. I don't know who she's facing, but Sensational Sherry is like a, a valet. How does Sensational Sherry look younger than both of these women and not wrestling in this match? This woman look like somebody's grandma. Somebody's whole grandma. The fuck? But Rio versus Britt Baker in the main event for the first ever inaugural Battle of the Belts. Distractions, distractions started early, but Rio took them out with a crossbody on Rebel and a dropkick to the neck to Hater. But Hater and DMD can't get on the same page as Hater keeps distracting the champ and accidentally on purpose. After commercial break, double foot stomp by Rio for a close two, then double double stomp to Rebel as she shielded DMD, curb stomp by the champ for a close two. Fans are split between the two as they have dual chance. Rebel got ejected after throwing the belt in the ring by Hater. Second curb softened curb stomp into the lockjaw and Baker is still the champ on the inaugural battle of the belts event and I definitely give this match uh four grams uh some of the not not the referee is kind of trash in this match yo y'all have to watch the second Royal Rumble it's the second match this is somebody's grandma wrestling in his ring versus look like this shit look like Roseanne's sister from the from the early seasons of uh Roseanne. Y'all know uh if if you too young or don't know the Rose the old Roseanne show, then y'all will know Shelton's mama from Big Bang Theory. <laughs> look, y'all, these are some old ass women, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had to put sensational Sherry as a champion in here, yo. This didn't make no sense. Yo, old ass women. This don't make no damn sense. But yeah, that was your um AEW review for the week. You know me, short and sweet and to the fucking point, man. We knocking this shit out in 26 to 30 minutes. Um let me get to the the real story of the week. Dot man. 211. He getting rode up. Yeah, he, he immediately getting rode up. Um, it's probably gonna come with significant fines. So if y'all see on the internet that he's throwing out some weird emojis, you know, got you know, motherfucking posting motherfucking texts or, or or you know what I'm saying, leaking motherfucking voicemails, you know why. You know, fucked up. You ain't supposed to be putting in my quarantine. And you ain't definitely supposed to be talking about my chair. I'm the 3,000 of this group. You the big boy. You come out with, I like the way you move. I do the hey, y'all, nigga. Hey, y'all. But again, this is NKB420. And if you want to find me anywhere on the net, just Google me, bitch. And this has been episode 104 of the most unapologetic wrestling podcast in all the annals of the internet and all the bowels of Wi-Fi. A nigga talking, hey, he's hops and
turnbuckle. Yeah, I'm gonna kill you. Everybody gonna die.